What's up, everybody? Paul Hickey here with NoOffSeason.com. Welcome to the Sports Card Strategy Show. Coming up, NBA Prism Silver Talk, Dr. Cracks, Kraken Submits, PSA Specials, a new segment called Paul's Pickups, Lefty McKee's new baseball chase, and audience QA. Let's get into it. What's up, everybody? I'm Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com. This is the Sports Card Strategy Show brought to you by Graybo's Sports Cards. Graybo's Sports Cards is a local hobby shop owned by Gray Burnett, Ryan Fitz, and Duke Denny One-Time Dodson. They're located in the Arts District of Richmond, Virginia. Graybo's sports the best selection of raw and graded singles in the Mid-Atlantic and a wide variety of wax. Graybo's breaks on whatnot and or drip five nights a week. Listeners of Sports Card Strategy can receive a 10% discount from Graybo's on drip, whatnot, or their website at graybo's.co by entering the code STRATEGY2023. You can follow all of Graybo's news and updates on Instagram at graybo's underscore cards. Don't forget to get a free 30-day trial at NoOffSeason.com today to help you make money flipping sports cards, build your sports card investment portfolio, get unlimited advice from our experts, and take sports card school to navigate the hobby. That's NoOffSeason.com. Get your free 30-day trial today. All the data we use on the Sports Card Strategy Show is from MarketMoversApp.com. Use code NOOFFSEASON at MarketMoversApp.com to get 20% off for life after a free 14-day trial. All right, let's get to the Sports Card Strategy. Happy Monday, everyone. Connor Barnett here, head of content at NoOffSeason.com. We're back with another episode of the Sports Card Strategy Show. I got my man Paul Hickey alongside me. Paul, how are we this morning? I'm feeling great, man. I got a bunch of cards over the weekend. I'm excited to show off later in the show, talk about why I bought them. And I talked to DJ Ski, and it went live on Friday at YouTube.com slash Paul Hickey. And he's just such a motivational, inspirational guy in the hobby that it got me all fired up. So I'm doing great. How you doing, man? Fantastic. Yeah, I want to echo that DJ Ski interview was fantastic. If you guys have not gone over to youtube.com slash Paul Hickey and check that out, it's a fantastic seven minutes of strategy episode there. So be sure to look for that. Uh, we got a bunch of fit of uh, good discussions to talk about today. We also have some great features from our guy Lefty and Chad. Uh, and we're going to hit on some live chat love as well. But before we do so, Paul, I think you got some uh, housekeeping items to attend to before we hop into things. You want to take things away? Yeah. First of all, big thank you to our audience, the NoOffSeason.com fam. We love all of you. Great to see all of you. And we're going to shout everybody out in the live chat here in a minute. But I do want to give a quick update on CGC. So many of you are aware CGC Cards and CGCCards.com is a sponsor of our show. 
and of the NoOffseason.com sports card network, including football card quest, hoops and cards, and Grabo's giblets. And we're promoting their perfect PC protection starting at $12. We appreciate their support of our network, and we believe they are good people providing quality services, and we want to help them promote their value proposition related to their sports card services for PC grading, not for flipping purposes, as I've said before, everybody, not for flipping purposes because they do not resell as well on the secondary market as PSA slabs, of course. We all know I've been grading with PSA ever since I started flipping cards, and I'm continuing to grade with PSA, although I do plan on submitting some of my cards to CGC just to experience that because I like to try new things, and I believe that they have quality PC protection and even though I don't PC, I'm, I'm going to submit some cards to them uh, within the next couple of months just to see how that experience goes and report back to all of you. Um, but we need to make you aware of recent news updates, which many of you are already aware of, um, related to a tampering lawsuit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a quote from comicbook.com from CGC. So, so CGC... Uh, released a statement on this and comicbook.com picked it up. So if you Google this, you'll, you'll find the same thing, but I'm just going to read it. The certified collectibles group is aware of an incident involving an individual tampering with CGC comics holders. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit here. Certified collectibles group, uh, CGC, which includes certified guarantee company. CGC is aware of an incident, uh, involved involving this, uh, CGC exists to protect, the collecting community, blah, 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 36 years. If you have purchased one of the books that this individual tampered with, we will ensure that you are appropriately compensated for losses arising from any failures in our services. We expect to share a list of books that we believe are impact impacted as soon as possible. We have also retained a leading private investigative service and outside counsel to conduct a comprehensive review of this incident and our processes and to help aware help ensure that this individual is held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. We have already made significant improvements to our processes as a result of this incident, and we will continue to take appropriate steps to help ensure that this type of incident does not happen again. And then there is a email address, reportfraud at collectiblesgroup.com. And then Bloomberg reported that CGC is suing former employees with a trademark suit and that is a more recent article uh, that was published by Bloomberg on February 1st. I do not have a BloombergLaw.com subscription, so I can't see the whole article. But I can tell you that it says comic book collectibles grading company, certified guarantee company, and parent certified collectibles group LLC filed claims against two former employees alleging they stole comic books from CGC's facilities and sold them online using bogus CGC labels that inflated their value. So I don't know if these are the same incidents or if they are two different incidents, but either way, they do appear to be related in some way. And um, from my perspective, I just wanted to simply uh, acknowledge to our audience that we are aware of this and we are gathering those facts and whatever opinions you all have on it, uh, we respect. Um, now, on to other matters. I want to shout out Greeny Green. Greeny Green is an OG of the Sports Card Strategy Show. He's been with us since Lefty and I um, you know, started doing shows together in around March of, of 2020. 
two. I started the sports car strategy show in September of 2021. Lefty joined me in March of 2022. And Greeny Green was one of the first people in the live chat. And recently, Greeny Green has been talking about USC freshman Juju Watkins. And Slab Stocks, who has a great daily uh, newsletter about sports card data, um, reported that uh, Juju Watkins card, uh, it's a super fractor one of one. So, so it's not like a card that any of us can go out and get because there's only one of them. Um, but a PSA 9 of that sold for $3,600 a few days ago. Uh, she scored 51 points. Um accounting for 76 of USC's points against Stanford and second most of all time behind uh, Kelsey Plum's 57 in 2017 for a Pac-12 game. And uh, just wanted to shout out uh, Greeny Green because he's been talking about Juju Watkins for a while. And, um, you know, I, I didn't see a 51-point game coming from Juju Watkins. I'm on record as saying... There's only room for Caitlin Clark. Uh, Connor, I believe, is on record saying there's only, only room for Caitlin Clark as well. But look, I mean, we're not right about everything. I think we're right about more than enough for you guys to respect us as uh, quote-unquote um, advisors to your sports card strategy. But, uh, but I mean, Watkins, is she now? Like, is she now in the Caitlin Clark discussion, Connor? Uh, I don't know that I'm ready to put her there quite yet. I do want to echo your shout out to Greeny Green. I deliberately was like, no, do not buy her. Uh, turns out, obviously, I mean, we we try not to be predictors of performance spikes, right? So, like, this is not something that we would be trying to predict for other players to make money. Ultimately, we're looking for markers. Um, obviously, shout out to Greeny Green, big time uh, timing, really picking up uh, the Juju Watkins prints over the last 60 days. Her market is up 78.7 percent, albeit only 71 sales, but nonetheless. A good call by Greeny Green there. So definitely want to shout him out uh, for kind of catching us with our with our tongue out. So good job, Greeny Green. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, TBD on if she's as liquid with all of her cards as Caitlin Clark is, but it's nevertheless fun to follow. Um, we've talked about Paige Bukers on the show recently. We've we've obviously talked about Juju Watkins, and we've talked a lot about Caitlin Clark. So. Uh, keeping an open mind, I guess, about women's basketball plays is probably the takeaway here. Um, don't I'm not saying go, so. I would say, don't go buy Juju Watkins right now after this because again, it's like you don't want to buy in during the hype cycle. You want to be selling during the hype cycle, and it could be time to monitor uh, Clark. Bukers and Watkins related to, and it could be time to listen to anything Greeny Green says in the live chat as well, because uh, they are very smart. So um, a lot of good stuff happening on the sports card strategy show. A lot of great reasons to continue to stay involved with our content. I also want to shout out Ben Douse for submitting his W of the week. He DM'd me uh, at Sports Card Strategy on IG. He's at Ben's Cardboard, so go check him out. He's got a Wyatt Langford. Uh, he got a PSA 10 out of 2023 Bowman draft. It's a Chrome sparkle. It got a PSA 10. So uh, great work, Ben. Appreciate that. Um, also want to help out our guys at Graybo's Denny one time Duke Dodson. You've heard him talk about his fund. So 
if you go to nooffseason.com right now, go to the top auctions ending page, and you will see a link to his Luca Auto Pop 6 Color Match PSA 10 Luca Rookie Auto Optic Rated Rookie. There's a link to his alt auction. So whatever the sports card strategy community can do to spread the word, spread the link, and drive bids on the big Luca for Duke Denny one-time Dodson's fund. That would be great. You can also see it on my IG story right now at sports card strategy. If you want to check out the card, I'm not, I'm not telling you to bid on the card. I'm just saying, go check it out. It's a great looking card. And uh, obviously Luca is someone that a card like that will, will hold long-term value. I'm not telling you it's going to go up from where it is now, but uh, do Duke Denny one time, Duke Denny one time Dodson a favor and go check it out. That'd be awesome. Couple other things before we get into the live chat, love. Wanted to tell you all about card shows to pay attention to coming up. Burbank is in uh, 10 days from now, February 15th through the 18th. That's a big show. I'm not going to be there. I would love to be there in the September show. Um, but our friends, Barry and Jody Siff, big time friends of the show, big time supporters of the nooffseason.com fam, Cardaholics, look for them. Look for them there. Look for Graybos there too. Graybos has been there in the past. They might be there. But the Burbank show is at the Ontario Convention Center in California, February 15th through the 18th, 2024. I hear it's a great show. I want to go one day. I won't be there, but the SIFs will. Go support them. Check them out. Uh, however, Connor and I, along with Craig's Cards 11, who I see in the live chat right now. What's up, Craig? We will be at the Nash Dashional on March 8th through 10th. So look for Connor, myself, Craig's Cards 11, and probably more friends of the show there. The Minnesota Card Show, cardshowmn.com. Go check it out. Uh, there will be more on the Sports Card Strategy Show promoting the Minnesota Card Show April 18th through the 21st. I'm trying to make it. I'm not sure if I'm going to be there, but we are going to promote that show as it gets closer to April 18th through the 21st. It's an up and coming show. Uh, there actually are a lot of great autograph guests like Mike Tyson, Rick Flair, Pete Rose, Ricky Henderson, uh, Dennis Rodman, Vlad Guerrero, Dave Winfield, the mighty ducks cast, the Sandlot cast. That's interesting. So if you're an autograph person, you go check that out. Minnesota Card Show, cardshowmn.com. The two that I'm probably most excited for, though, the Dallas Card Show. Connor, Lefty, and I, breaking news, we will be there May 16th through the 19th with Texas Roadshow Cards. Cody and Chase Krim, can't wait for that. We're going to be creating content at their setup, at their booth. And then, of course, the National the national July, starting July 23rd, we're going to be in Cleveland, Ohio. We are looking for anyone to partner with that has a booth. What we will do is we will set up our podcast equipment, our content creation equipment in your booth. We will promote the crap out of your booth to bring people there. We will talk about you and your booth and your business in every single sports card strategy show leading up to the national. We did this with Tim Larson of signs of the times collectibles last year. He has now become a very good friend 
And we want to be very good friends with you, TBD people who want to let us squat in your booth in exchange for promotion at the National. So email me at paul at nooffseason.com if you want to be that person. And we are doing a golf event with Graybos. More on that to come. Very excited. Duke Denny one time, Dotson, Gray, Fitz, the whole team, probably the A team, Cole and Seto. We're going to get everybody out there, everybody from the nooffseason.com fam. There's going to be something for you, even if you're not a golfer, even if you never picked up a golf club in your life, even if you're not even close to as good as Connor Barnett, who's an amazing golfer, we will all be there and we're going to have fun at the national golf outing prior to the national in Cleveland, Ohio. More on that to come. Okay. A couple more things. Then we're going to get into the actual show here. Upcoming news later this week, but a little preview Lefty and I are cooking up a little something with Chase and Cody at Texas Roadshow to partner together to bring more sports card strategy singles only whatnot streams. So more on that to come. We are also working on details of Lefty's new show coming up soon on the nooffseason.com sports card network. And we are working to reboot hoops and cards with Connor, Crack, and Gary. More on that coming soon i'm very very excited about all those updates needed to get all that out connor connor back to you love it good stuff thanks everyone for hanging tight for all those updates a couple more real quick at nooffseason.com we have launched sports card school it's a safe place for noobs advanced flippers and high rollers are like to learn how to navigate the hobby uh, and build a collection that increases in monetary value guys no matter where you are in terms of uh, stage and level of flipping and collecting sports cards there's going to be good stuff for you there um also, get your three, your free, excuse me, 30-day trial at nooffseason.com to start learning our guidelines, strategies, and plays to help you make money flipping sports cards to fund your PC and other things in your life. I highly recommend trying that free trial. You get access to the Overflow Show and all of our other premium content to at least see if you feel like it adds value uh, and can help you make money flipping sports cards. Uh, but let's go ahead real quick and recap what we're going to talk about today. we got NBA Prism Silver Talk and updates, a couple guys that we've talked about buying the last several months. We're going to give you updates on. Um, so that you're educated on what to do with those cards if you did pick them up. We got Dr. Crack. We got a great feature from him. It's a crack and submit with some, Ray, some Wayne Gretzky cards. Excuse me. PSA special update. Want to make you guys aware. Uh, also, Paul's pickups, a great new segment. We've got Lefty McKee's new baseball chase, uh, which is another fantastic segment there. So excited to get in, into everything. Also, we will be rounding things off with the audience Q&A. So if you have questions throughout the show, drop them in a live chat uh, and we will do our best to get to as many as possible. Last call to action, guys. If you like the content and appreciate it, please head over to youtube.com slash paulhickey. Subscribe there, like, and comment on the videos. It really helps us out uh, big time. And thank you guys for all your support. All right, let's hop into some live chat love. Looks like we're already popping off, which I love to see myself. Shane Graham, good morning. Hey, Justin Stewart, how we doing? Card Dungeon, Gregory, Richie, Mr. T, Brad Smith. I'm going to pronounce it wrong. I think it's Luke Mitchell. Is that correct, Paul? I think so. I think I'm we, so were, sorry, we were saying Menkel, and I think it's Menchel. I think so, and I'm sorry I keep butchering it. Eventually, eventually, I got to wake up and get it right. Craig's Cards 11. Thanks for being here, Craig's. We got Bodini's Cards and Comics. Um, who else we got in here? Ron B., Ron Blankenship. Thanks for being here, Ron. Joe Reinch. Uh, that's going to – we got the Card Hunter as well. And I don't know if I mentioned Shane Graham, but if I didn't yet, good to see you, Shane. All right, Paul, let's go ahead and hop right into things. Starting off with Prism Silver Talk. So – Obviously, we do a lot of market research on a regular basis, and I started noticing a little bit of a correlation from some of the guys that we had recommended picking up over the last several months and also some opportunities to be buying these cards. 
Uh, why Prism Silver? Well, we talk about them a lot as being kind of that right dynamic of a card to pick up based on liquidity, uh, upside in terms of uh, return on investment, uh, and things like that. So a couple things I want to talk about and get your take on here, Paul. We're going to start off with our guy, Jalen Brunson. Uh, I believe it was a deep dive. I'm not sure if it was Lefty or myself that talked about it, but it's been multiple times. Uh, he had a 40-point game versus the Pacers after being selected to his first All-Star game, followed it up with a 36-point game uh, against the Lakers in Madison Square Garden. Unfortunately, they lost that game for him. Uh, he's having a fantastic year, averaging 27 points per game, just under four rebounds per game, and six and a half assists per game. And this game is really fun to watch. He's fundamental. He scores in the paint on floaters. Uh, just really fun to watch. His 2018 Prism Silver PSA 10 is up 71% over the last 30 days. Last sale, $218. Uh, and that's relative to a 365-day average of $147. My question for you, Paul, is how long should people be holding Brunson at this point if you have this Prism Silver PSA 10? Uh, and is an overall market spike that we potentially are expecting for NBA cards once the NFL season ends a good sell marker for this card? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, so first of all, props to you and Lefty because I remember I listened to the deep dive where you guys talked about Jalen Brunson and his Prism Silver PSA 10 and how inexpensive it was and what a great player Jalen Brunson is and the market that he's in in New York for the Knicks, like the stars could align for this card to pop off. And so you guys called that one and that's part of the reason why you know people should listen to the Sports Card Strategy Show to get these insights. So good job to you and Lefty on that. And I think that the answer is uh, if if you are in the situation that Connor's talking about where you did buy in around the time of mid to late December when Connor and Lefty were analyzing this as a card that could go up 72% in January and February, you need to sell it now. You need to sell it now because that's what we're all about. We're all about helping you make money flipping sports cards and then taking profits and either reinvesting those profits into uh, cards or taking part of it out of cards and reinvesting some of it back into cards so that you're actually really profiting from flipping. And so I think that's what you need to do. Now, I will say this, though, that I think Jalen Brunson, having been a second round pick with zero hype coming out of Villanova to the Dallas Mavericks um, has affected the ability for his overall market to recognize the player that he is. I think you would hear other people that we talked to on this show agree with me on that, meaning he's underpriced. Like he's, he's, he's under recognized and underpriced. And I like to see, the hobby market catching up with the actual basketball player that he is. And I think that this signs like this are good for the sports card market as a whole, as, as a micro market, looking at Jalen Brunson's uh, prism silver PSA 10 from 2018. It's a sign that when a player performs consistently and, and is selected to their first all-star game and deserves that and is one of the top point guards in the Eastern conference and plays in a big market. Like his card pr prices should reflect that. So what I hope to see from Jalen Brunson's card prices moving forward is a plateau at a price that it deserves to be at. I don't think it's going to sustain the $220, but I, I think that it should sustain a plateau of higher than where it was back in December. And I think it should stay there. And then I think even taking it a step further, now that Jalen Brunson has, has established himself as an all-star and the Knicks are winning, even though they lost the game against the Lakers, like to your point, the 36-point game. Nine-game win streak prior. 
Yeah, thank you. Nine nine game win streak prior. And if if they if they are a top seed in the playoffs, one of the top seeds in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, Jalen Brunson's cards should stay high. And so that means that there will be more opportunities to buy Jalen Brunson's at slight dips and then sell at more lucrative points in the overall basketball card market, i.e. buy in late November and sell in, you know, post Super Bowl. Um, even if he's not performing 40, I think the point is sometimes it takes a second round pick to do something this outstanding before they're finally recognized by the hobby market as someone that you can regularly trade. I don't think before this, Jalen Brunson was someone that you could regularly trade. I think you had to have a, a selling marker. And now I hope he's in a different category than he was before. Love it. Yeah, I think that's really good analysis there. I think for Brunson, and this is going to kind of transition us to our second piece. I think it, in terms of deciding what to do with this card right now, if you have it, it really depends on entry point, right? Like where did you get in? Are you at a comfortable spot where after fees and shipping that you can still make a healthy profit and you have somewhere else that you're already looking to reinvest in? Um, otherwise, it's probably going to be like a mid to long term hold for this card, right? To really try to see upside and at that point, you're kind of just adding more risk to your portfolio. So a lot of good stuff there, Paul. Another guy I want to touch on and shout out to Lefty McKee. He's the one that kind of brought this guy to our attention uh, in terms of investment standpoint. Emmanuel quickly, obviously he was traded to the Toronto Raptors a couple of weeks ago. His card would be the 2020 Prism Silver in PSA 10. His card's up 110% over the last 60 days. It was trading anywhere between $54 and $80 between November and December of 2023. The last sales, one at $108 and two at $145. Paul, what are your thoughts on quickly here in terms of where his market sits? Is there more upside for him? What should people be doing that are holding these prints? These two are related to each other, Brunson and Quickly, right? So in a way, the trade to Toronto puts them each in a situation where they could be their own little version of, of a hobby darling. You know, like a, they could each be mini hobby darlings here because they, they were complementing each other in New York. But now that they're separated, they could really go off. And you know we've seen it happen with Brunson, and just real quick, I wanna I wanna agree real quick with Jordo one three three four. I think uh, in the live chat here, Jordo articulated it better than I did. I, I I think so. Jordo says Brunson is a big time playoff performer. If if the Knicks may make the Eastern Conference Finals, which is very possible, his card will double again. I agree that that could happen. I want to clarify. I think you should if if you are up the seventy two ish, or even even if you're up like. 30% on the Brunson card. You can sell it now. You can buy back in if you really want. And then you can see if you want to take that risk with some of those profits that you make from this sale. If you want to take that risk that Jordo is talking about to see if it doubles during the playoffs, that would be phenomenal. Um, with Quickly, I think, like I said, they're related because they were in the same backcourt. Quickly was coming off the bench to uh spell Brunson a little bit. I think they were probably playing together a little bit, that kind of thing. I think that um you and Lefty again did a great job on this one looking at uh quickly. We thought the trade could be a marker to sell quickly, but actually it looks like you know the trade didn't move his prices that much, but 
because he's such a good player, his performance is now moving the needle. And I think that quickly is probably someone that, again, if you're up 110% over those last 60 days, I would probably cut bait and sell. But I do think that um, depending on what, like how much profit you would actually take away. So if you're going to take away like 110% profit, I think you need to sell now. But if you're only going to take away like maybe 20 or 30% profit, Quickly's probably a guy that you could hold because other people in the live chat are saying stuff that you and I, Connor, have said offline, uh, off, off air to each other that we believe that post Super Bowl basketball card prices should move up and to the right just based on the sheer lack of NFL in the news media compared to how much news media NFL is getting lately. So as basketball gets more news media uh, after the Super Bowl into the all-star break and into the playoffs quickly could be a guy where even if you're only sitting at like a 20 to 30% margin on quickly, uh, he could be a guy that could continue to rise. So if I were up 110%, I would for sure cut bait. But if I'm up only 20 to 30, I'd probably hold and see, Hey, this guy could, this guy's capable of, of like putting up 40 or 50. So let's see what happens then. Yeah, great analysis there. I, I agree with what you got. And one more thing I wanted to mention for Brunson. If you're one of those guys that Paul mentioned that's like sitting in the 20 to 30%, uh, I think it's kind of an exciting time for you because you're you're kind of at the spot where you're forced to hold, right? And because you're forced, you're forced to hold, your while you are uh, exposing yourself to more risk, ultimately you have a higher upside potential because if the Knicks do – uh, I mean, people are waiting for the New York Knicks to become a dominant franchise within the NBA scene again, right? So, I mean, you can see it in their fan base. You can see it in the games on TV. Like, the hype is there. And if they're able to live up to it, and Brunson is the guy leading that team in New York, one of a market of that size, you got potential to make some real profits there. So, I think either way with Brunson, you've either won because you made enough profits to get out and potentially buy back during a dip, or two, you're in a spot where, yes, you got to expose yourself to a little bit more risk because you haven't got those profits you're looking for yet. But, man, the upside is really there for him. So, I think it's an exciting time with both of these guys, really. Another guy that I think it's an exciting time for is Zion Williamson. You know, we talked about this guy being risky, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that he's he's a bulletproof player, but he has played 39 of 49 games this year uh, for the Pelicans. He's averaging 22.3 points per game and shooting almost 60% from the field. But those things are not necessarily why I wanted to bring him up. So his 2019 Prism Silver PSA 10 is down another 18% over the last 30 days, with the last sale going for $295. This isn't necessarily an anomaly sale. You'll look at several sales before, kind of sitting in that 290 to 325, 350 range. Uh, this is a car that was selling for $600 in October. So pretty recently. Paul, here's my question for you. Does Zion's market have upside, enough upside to try to buy here? Uh, what does he need to do for his prices to jump? I think, I think ultimately his market is way down from where we saw it because... Uh, the overall career expectations that resigned were so high. I mean, we had people when he was in high school literally comparing him to the next LeBron James. And obviously, um, things haven't panned out to that magnitude. While he's been a great player, hasn't been LeBron James, right? So with his market being this cheap, is now the time to get in on Zion and what needs to happen for his prices to go up? Yeah, so this is phenomenal analysis by you. This is why... This is one of the many reasons why you bring a ton of value to the sports card strategy show in your role as head of content at nooffseason.com. What a phenomenal opportunity for everyone that Connor just found in his research. Is it time to buy Zion? Great question. Um, bringing to the table the right card here. Zion Williamson 2019 Prism Silver PSA 10. It's a pop 1700. 
and it is down to Connor's point under $300 down 18% over the last 30 days. And wow, I don't think it's going to take much for this to move. I know that it's been moving in the wrong direction during his good play. So it's a little bit counterintuitive what I'm saying, but we want to go where they ain't and people ain't going to Zion. So we want to go there. We want to go there now. We want to see if we can get this card for under $300. I love it because I believe this is, this is the floor. I'm just going to flag plant. I'm going to flag plant right now. I think this is the floor. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm pulling up the 365 day chart on marketmoversapp.com right now. And you can get uh 20% off for life after a free 14 day trial using the promo code, no off season. And I'm there right now. This is the 365 day low for this card. This is the all time low for this card, you know, give or take a few bucks. I mean, I, I actually, I'm looking at it right now. I think based on what I'm seeing on this chart, and, and this is why it's a little bit hard for me to tell, this is a super liquid card. So there's tons of dots on the all data chart, but I'm looking at it. I think this is the all time low for this card. This card sold at one point. Um, and let's just, I'm not even going to look at 2020 or 2021 because the, because that's just like the, the bull market is just ridiculous. But like, here we go. This card sold at one point for, $1,770 on September 25th, 2022. Connor mentioned this was like a, a five or $600 card, uh, six or $700 card before the season started. That's insane. I think we need to buy this card because to your point, Connor, the dude's healthy. He's balling. What's intriguing is the Pelicans are probably looking at a play-in scenario, which is very juicy in terms of the amount of media coverage that that would get, especially if Zion stays healthy. So I think people have bailed on him because they got burned by him, but I think that's a huge opportunity for the astute members of the NoOffseason.com fam to go in and buy right now and make some massive money. It's not going to take much for this card to go up big time post-Super Bowl. Yeah, good analysis. My my initial thought with this card is this, Paul, and you can. I'm curious to get your thoughts. My th my thought is buy this card right now. Don't worry about anything that's going to happen the rest of the season. And then when when NBA hype kicks back up and that thing is going for six to seven hundred dollars again, that's when you move it. You don't wait for anything to happen besides time in the market. What are what are your thoughts on that? Should people be looking for earlier markers? You nailed it. That's exactly what you do. But then you're you've texted sports cards to one eight three three nine nine two five seven two seven. Because if there is an earlier marker, you're going to take the profits then. But yeah, your your sell by date, which is like when the milk and the meat's going to get bad, is going to be that September, October pre-season hype cycle when it should go back up to... I mean, look, if, if it doesn't go back up to 700, it could go easily to 400. So you make, you know, after eBay fees, you're still, you're still netting like 75 to 100 bucks. And, and, and that's, that's a pretty good ROI for a $300 investment. You know, if we're doing that repeatedly, we're making a lot of money. And I agree with, you know, Luke Menchel in the chat. Like, I think people are scared to buy Zion. I think so too. I think that's part of the reason why nobody's buying this card because, well, people are buying this card, which is great. But I think part of the reason why it's at its all time low is because people were burned. But 
It's a super liquid card. It's going to be super easy to sell. It should be easy to sell for a profit. Even if he, even if to your point, nothing good happens the rest of the way for Zion, it should go back up just based on the hype cycle. Totally agree. Yeah. The, the big takeaway here is that we're talking about a high profile guy with a lot of hype uh, at his floor. I think that's the takeaway here. So um, anytime that we see an opportunity like that, we want to make sure you guys are aware of it. Uh, and we do think it is an interesting, uh, at the very least, buying proposal at the moment. But Paul, speaking of buying proposals, I want to hop into some of the stuff. Uh, actually, before we do that, let's hear from our guy, Dr. Crack. Um, I was able to sit down with Chad. There's been some interesting news in the hobby that Chad's going to break down a little bit. Um, so we're going to head right on over to Dr. Crack and hear uh, his crack and submit play for the week. Paul, let, let, let me and Chad take it away. All right, here we go. Dr. Crack, there's been some news riling up the sports card scene as of late. And you got a play to help our members make some money, a six-piece McNugget, as I like to call it. You want to break down what's been going on lately and how you plan to profit off of it? Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure all of our members or most of them have heard of already because this is this is kind of shaking the sports card community to its core. Um, there has been a unsealed or a factory sealed, I guess is what you would call it, a factory sealed case of 1979 hockey OPG uh, boxes found untampered with original in somebody's estate recently in Canada. Um, it is currently up for auction. They're anticipating it's going to be north of $5 million. Uh, it's only been up for auction one week and it's already north of $1.4 million. Uh, there are 12 boxes and in a case of uh, OPG back in 1979. So this is, this is a one of a kind. And it got me thinking, Connor, I wonder if there's a good crack and submit play to make on the 79 OPG Wayne Gretzky. And as I did my research, there are six plays. There are more than six, but there's six that are Dr. Crack approved. So let's get into them. And they range from not too terribly expensive to uh, some serious high baller stuff at the end here. So, all right. So the first play is to go out and find a, these are all 1979 Wayne Gretzky card number 18 and an OPG. This is not the tops version. This is the OPG version. An SGC 2.5. The card most recently sold on January 15th for $550. The reason I like this play is because in a PSA 2, if it drops a half a grade, it's $677. So it's $127 more if it drops a half a grade. If it stays the same grade, remember they have PSA 2.5s. If it stays the same grade, it jumps to $731. And if it jumps a half a grade, it jumps all the way up to $780. These cards have all sold at the time of recording this at the end of January. These cards have all sold in the last 10 days. So this is a fluent, very uh, attainable card. Now the SGC 2.5s, there have only been six sales of that in the last year. However, three of them have come in the last three months, and all three of those sales were for the same exact amount, $550. So I would say 
550 is a very attainable number for that card. Now, because it's $550, we're not talking about the economy bulk plays here, Connor. It's going to cost you $75 at PSA. You get a 10-day turnaround time. So that's good. When you crack and submit, you're talking a little dollar higher dollar amount, 10-day turnaround time. And you're, it's probably going to cost you, you know, $20 to $40 shipping both ways for a card of this, this dollar amount. So I'm going to call it $125 in shipping and eBay fees. So you're going to have $675 in this card. I drop it a half a grade, you break even. Go up a half a grade, you make $105. If it stays the same grade, you make $50. Um so this is this is the entry level play here, a 2.5. I know $500 is still a lot of money, but uh, for a chance to get a 20% return on investment, um, it's a play that's very feasible. And these cards are liquid. Uh, nothing. There's not many cards that sell better than a Wayne Gretzky rookie card, especially in an OPG. So the next one is we jump all the way up to a BVG, which is the early uh, days of Beckett BGS. It's a BVG 4.5, sold on January 21st of this year for $900. Now, this card has had four sales in the last year. However, again, three of the four were in the last five months. So as, as uh, hockey season rolls around, it's, it appears as though more sales of this card happen in the fall and early winter times than in the summer times, which makes sense. If this card drops a half a grade to a PSA 4, it's $1,010 or $110 up from the, the your purchase. If it stays the same at a 4.5, it jumps all the way up to $1,260. And if it goes up a half a grade to a PSA 5, it jumps all the way up to $1,670. Now again, you're in that you're you're in that same category where it's going to cost you about $125 for shipping and grading fees, and you're going to have a 10-day turnaround. So this is going to be quick. You're going to find out your grade quickly. But if you can buy it at that $900 with the $125 fee, it's $1,025. Again, you drop a half a grade, you break even. You stay the same. You're going to pick up about $250. And if it can jump that half a grade, you're going to pick up $650. That's not bad for a 10-day turnaround flip. The third play, as we're going up the ladder here, is an SGC6. Again, five sales within the last year. Four of the five sales were in the last six months of the year. $1,780 on the 28th of January. So these are all recent sales as well. Um, none of the none of the data I'm giving you is more than 30 days old. So these are liquid cards. So an SGC6 for $1,780. If it drops a half a grade to a 5.5, this one is $1,870. So again, about a hundred bucks up, or it's gonna approximately cover your fees. If this card stays the same at a PSA6. The card goes from $1,780 all the way up to $2,600. Wow. 
Now it's a six. If it jumps a half a grade to a 6.5, this card jumps all the way up to $3,240. You're going to double your money for a half a grade jump on this card. It's a little bit more expensive. So now we're going up one more level at PSA. It's no longer $75 to grade this card. It's $150 to grade this card. However, it goes from a 10-day turnaround to a five-day turnaround. So now we're talking lightning fast to find out what our grades are. $1,780 plus $210 is $1,990. Again, so you'll lose, if this one drops a half a grade, uh, you're going to lose about $100. So it's the first play that you could have a little skin in the game to where you could actually lose a little bit. But a chance for losing $100 at dropping a half a grade to picking up $900 if you stay the same grade or doubling your money, 100% return on investment, going up a half a grade, I like my chances on this play. I'll, I'll take that $100 risk for a chance to double my money. The fourth play on this is a BVG7. Now the BVG7 on the 28th sold for $1,630. This too had five sales in the last year, four sales since August. So again, you can see the trend. Most of the sales are in the second half of the year. If this card drops a full grade from a six, or I'm sorry, from a seven all the way down to a six, it still jumps $1,000 to $2,600. If it drops a half a grade, the card jumps up double to $3,200. If it gets the same grade, the card almost three X's from $1,630 to $4,320. And if you get that half grade bump up, that half grade bump up is $6,400. That is a 4X of your money. I'll take the one grade bump down and make $1,000. I don't know about you, but I like this play. This is probably, in terms of affordability and return on investment, I'm going to put my asterisk on this one, uh, Connor. Play number four is the one that I would do myself. I'm going to look at doing myself. I'm actively looking for this. Um, where you can drop a whole grade and make a grand or jump a half a grade and four times your return on investment. I really like this play a lot. And it's, it's not outrageous at a $1,600 investment. Now, Again, it bumps up a little bit. Now you're talking a $300 grading fee, three-day turnaround shipping. So it's going to cost you about $380 for shipping and grading. So you're going to have two grand tied up in this card. Two grand is a lot of money for many of our viewers, but there's a lot of viewers that can afford $2,000. And if they can, again, dropping a half a grade, you pick up $1,000. I absolutely love this play. We have two more. We're going to get into the high roller category here. We're this as the the old saying, Connor. It takes money to make money. These next two plays are nothing short of brilliant if you have the money to to get them. But we're talking some pretty serious cabbage investments. So here's what we got: a BVG eight sold on the nineteenth of this month. 
for $5,150. So as I said, $5,000 investment. There aren't a lot of people out there willing to make this kind of play. But again, six sales in the last year, four sales in the last three months of the year. $5,150. If this grade drops a full grade, so you go from a BVG8 all the way down to a PSA7, it's going to cost you $1,000. So a little bit more risk. However, if the card gets a half a grade drop down, you make $1,000. So lose a, from an 8 to a PSA 7.5, you make a grand. From a BVG 8 to a PSA 7, you lose a grand. So as you can see, the stakes get a little bit higher here. But a, a full grade bump down, you'd have to almost mess that card up, taking it out of the holder to lose a whole grade. So a half grade bump down, you pick up a grand. However, now when you go the same grade, Connor, BVG 8, $5,100. A PSA 8, $13,200. If it gets the same grade, same grade. Now, my Kraken submits, I've done vintage, okay? I haven't done as many modern as, or vintage as I've done modern, but I've got a 44 card study going on 1980 and older tops cards that are paper quality like this. And my statistics, a BVG8 to a PSA8 happened at a 77% clip. Wow. If... If you don't like that number, Connor, if it's too high, cut it in half. If it's 30, if you have a 30% chance of going from five grand to 13 grand, if you've got the capital and want to try this play, this play is brilliant. Now, if by chance you get lucky and you get a half a bump up, an 8.5 Connor sells for $29,000. I have not gotten any BVG 8s to bump up to an 8.5. So in my 44 card, 41 card, uh, 40 card plus some uh, statistics, I've never gotten it to do that. But if it would, you're talking five grand to 30 grand. Now here's the big boy, the granddaddy, the people that, that, that have money make money. An SGC 8.5. $8,780. There were three sales of this card. Two of the three sales happened in uh, December and January of this year. So two of the three sales have been in the last 60 days. Again, I think that a lot of these sales are coming out of the woodwork because of the news of this, this, this unopened case. So I think this is a great time to be searching for these cards because people are going to try and capitalize on Wayne Gretzky as he is in the news right now. But $8,780, uh, this was December 23rd was the last sale, so it was about 30 days ago. However, if you drop a half a grade to a PSA 8, you go from $8,700 to $13,200. So dropping a half a grade picks you up $5,000. Staying the same grade, you go from $8,700 to $29,000. And if you jump from an 8.5 to a 9, $134,200. Now my, again, 
This is a smaller sample, but I do have 19 cards where I have done SGC 8.5s. Out of those 19 cards, I have gotten seven of the 19 to go from an 8.5 to a 9. It's about a 30% clip. A 30% clip to take an $8,700 investment, Connor, and turn it into $134,000. Now, it takes money to make money. I understand that. There is some risk involved because the card could drop. But if the card drops, it drops. Let's just say it drops from an 8.5 all the way down to a 7.5, Connor. You're still breaking even if it drops a full grade. So there's not a ton of risk involved for a heaping once in a lifetime type return on investment. So I thought these were interesting as I did the research. I wanted to share them with everybody. Again, these plays aren't for everybody. Uh, I understand the cheapest play at $500 is a lot of money for most people. Um, but for those that are, are willing to, that they want something a little bit riskier than the, uh, the, the safe plays that we're recommending on the, on the Bowman Chrome University stuff, you want a little bit of a riskier play, you want to spice up your life, you want to go and try and retire early, let's go after some OPG Wayne Gretzky. All right. Yeah, I mean, this is fun stuff to talk about. Um, appreciate Chad's effort in doing the research. The reality is anybody can do this research, whether it's myself, whether it's Connor, whether it's Chad. We like to bring these fun discussions to you at the Sports Card Strategy Show. And I can speak from my experience that when I've cracked older cards, so anything, any, I've cracked a lot of uh, 1986 and prior uh, cards out of, SGC, BGS. I've never cracked out a BVG, which Chad spent most of the time, I think, talking about Beckett vintage grading. So I can't speak to that. I think Chad said he was in the middle of, of an experiment there. Um, but I've gotten like horrible grades at PSA. Like I've got, like Chad talks a lot about going down, um, going down a half a grade or going down one grade. Like I've had cards go down two grades. I've lost a lot of money. Um, with cracking the older cards out and submitting them to PSA. And I know I didn't damage the cards. If I would have damaged the cards, I would have got like ones and twos or fours or something. But I went down from like nine, you know, eight, eight point fives to sevens um, or nine point fives to eights or something. And I've, you know, it, it adds up quick. If you make a 20 card submission to PSA from, from all of these like several hundreds of dollars Kraken submits. Uh, it adds up quick. So we like to talk about it. It's fun discussion. It's it's interesting content that you probably don't get elsewhere. So we appreciate having it on the Sports Card Strategy Show. We'll have more of it. Um, but I've had more uh, success with the Kraken submit of the Ultra Modern. Um, and I, uh, I I do think that um, it's it's tougher to have happen with the vintage. Maybe not I think there's a factor not just that you that they're easier to damage without knowing it because they're they're paper cardboard like not the same material uh the chromium finish with the ultra modern but also just because like grading standards have had to have changed over the last 30 or 40 years if you think about it uh, as much as the grading companies will advertise that maybe they haven't changed i mean you've got different graders now than you had 30 or 40 years ago so somebody who graded the uh, the Gretzky OPG back in 19, 
81 or 82 whenever that card was submitted or even in 19 if it was submitted in like 1993 um and it's from 1979 but it was submitted 20 years later 1999 right uh that's still you know almost you know 24 years ago so i think it's just it's 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 a lot riskier sometimes than what what chad leads on in some of these segments to get these vintage cards graded N nevertheless great research Appreciate Dr. Crack bringing it to the Sports Card Strategy Show and uh, just wanted everybody to have a little bit of context from my experience. Cool, good stuff. And I want to kind of build on that. Uh, Luke Minchel just, just commented and said, I've had more, sex with, more success with SGC to PSA with vintage cards. Because SGC is kind of known for their vintage stuff, do you think that it's it provides a good baseline in terms of grading to potentially do better and remove some of that risk if you're swapping and cracking uh, from SGC to PSA? I think... That's the right thought process, yeah. And thanks, Luke. Appreciate that. Good to know. I think uh, I think that's the right thought process. I I don't know as much about Beckett vintage grading as I know about SGC. I would rate SGC higher just based on what I've heard recently, and and uh, I don't have firsthand experience with BVG. Um, I've heard things that bvg you know it's pre bgs so it's not as good as bgs like bgs got better and they discarded the bvg brand i believe and and now it's bgs i could be getting some of those details wrong so don't quote me on that but i think that the bvg slabs i'd be less likely to go after than sgc so i think luke's on top of that one for sure cool thanks for the insight and luke thank you for the comment let's slide over uh, first, let's touch on, since we're talking about some grading, let's touch on PSA specials. Um, and shout out to our guy, Justin Sort, for sending us an email, keeping us in the loop here. Paul, you want to break down the upcoming PSA specials for our listeners to be aware of? Yeah, thanks, Justin, again, for uh, emailing Connor and I just so that we can help stay on top of this stuff for you guys. But PSA has two great February specials, I think, for different things that you might want to do. One of them is an MLB special. It's got to be a declared value of $400 or less. It's uh, $15.99 a card. You do have to be a Collectors Club member, but it's only a 10-card minimum and 50-day turnaround time. So I would qualify these as if you are looking to get some of your PC cards graded or your lower dollar cards that could be flippable graded and they don't depend on turnaround time. So they could be like Shohei Otani or they could be bigger name guys like uh, Ronald Acuna. Uh, and so if you got some of those cards and you want to send them in, I think that's a good deal. I think the bigger one that I'm looking at as a flipper, as a big time flipper for our audience to make money is we've talked a lot about Jackson Holiday, Jackson Churio, Wyatt Langford, even James Wood, like some of these top prospects, right? And so if you're like Craig's Cards 11 and you've just got a ridiculous amount of like high dollar Bowman Chrome first low serial numbered autos that you think are going to grade well, or even if you don't have a ridiculous amount like Craig's Cards 11, but you have one, uh, it, it could be worth sending it in uh, for a regular service special of, of $59.99 a card because of the advertised 15 business day turnaround time. So if you're holding a big card, like, you know, I've got, for example, I've got a Darius Garland Kaboom BGS 95. Maybe I want to crack that out and send it in and get it back in 15 days. 
Uh, I'm just throwing examples out there. If it's a bigger card, like $500 or more, I've got some Shadur Sanders low serial numbered SGC 1010 autos out of Bowman Chrome U. Maybe I want to take those $500 or more dollar cards and just invest $60 to get them back in 15 business days. I'm not going to do it with Shadur because I don't need it back in 15 business days, but maybe with a Jackson holiday, I might need it back in 15 business days and I would take that. $59.99 special. So I like that one. If you need some, if you have a bigger card and you need it back quick, I like that one. And again, thanks to Justin Stewart, uh, for the heads up, uh, PSA card.com slash specials. Um, yeah. So Connor, are you gonna, are you gonna make any grading submissions anytime soon? I think for the time being, like, I feel very comfortable sticking with getting cards that are already graded because I feel so good about the markers that we're picking and I can use, I don't have to rely on any chance, right? It just eliminates chance for me and time. So um, it kind of gives me, there's a couple upsides there. One, quick flippability. I don't have to wait on grades to come back. And two, I know what grade I'm getting when I buy it and I know what marker I'm looking for. So I think for the time being, my primary focus is focusing on uh, PSA 10 and graded cards and things like that. But um, as we dive deeper, there's definitely going to be some opportunities to hop in there and I'm, I'll be ready to kind of share them with the audience as it presents itself. Love it. Love All right. It. Let's, let's go ahead and again, shout out to Justin Stewart. Thanks for giving us the updates there. Um, let's go ahead and hop into Paul's pickups for the week. But before we do real quick, I want to give a shout out to a couple members in the live chat. we got baseball card curmudgeon right on time. After, after Paul gives those pickups, we're going to hear from our guy, Lefty McKee, who's got a new player that he thinks and his opinion is the next chase for us. Also, shout out to our guy. Uh, give me just a second here. Ryan Painter. I don't think we acknowledged him earlier. Ryan Painter in the chat. Appreciate you being in here, sir. All right, Paul, let's head right over to you. Paul's pickups. What are you picking up lately and why? All right. So many of you recognize this box. This is what you get from the eBay authenticator. So this is indicates that it was a card that sold for over $250 and uh, it ships to the eBay authenticator and it ships in that box. And then it comes in a nice, uh, package here. And so this is a Caleb Williams 2023 Bowman university Chrome 1955 variation auto out of 99 SGC 10. It's serial numbered 69 out of 99. And I think this is significant in this segment because Caleb Williams is a guy that we've talked a lot about on the sports card strategy show for over a year now in terms of going back and buying his 2022 Bowman U Chrome firsts, his refractor firsts, his auto firsts, and flipping them with a selling marker of the 2024 NFL draft. This is significant because I still believe in Caleb Williams. I believe that me getting this card for $306.15 in an SGC 1010 with the selling marker still of the 2024 NFL draft is going to net me some profit. I'm very excited about it. And it's different. It's not his first. It's out of 2023. But I like it because it's an SGC 1010. Auto? Serial numbered? And it's just a beautiful looking card. I think you got to diversify a little bit within a player that you like. But when you diversify away from the first, where we talk about the right card being the first and the first autos, make sure that you pick another right card. Again, this is an auto. It's serial numbered. It's a gem mint. And so those are the reasons why this was another right card for Caleb Williams. I want to show it to you guys. Paul's pickups, possibly a 
new segment and possibly a new regular segment on the show just because I think it's fun to show cards. I think people like to see cards and I'm not just going to show you guys cards that I like. I'm going to show you guys cards that I'm buying for particular reasons. So again, those are the reasons why I bought this Caleb Williams card. And I think uh, one more thing, like I just talked about the PSA special. This would be a card that would make sense for that special because I could crack this out and get potentially a PSA 10 and get it back in 15 days. And even though the NFL draft, technically I could probably wait and do the 50, you know, the 50 day turnaround time or the, the, the PSA is fast right now. They're doing 30 day turnaround times for everything. So I probably could include this in a $19 bulk submission at 20 cards, which I may, or again, I could get it back in 15 days. So that's interesting. So let me know what you guys think I should do with this Caleb Williams card in the comments at youtube.com slash Paul Hickey. I'd love to know. Um, Right now, I'm planning on probably just holding it as is and selling at the NFL draft, like we've talked about a lot on this show. All right, up next is my guy. I am. I've, I said it on January 3rd, the first show of the new year. I mean, Shadur Sanders. Like, I haven't talked enough to all of you about how in I am on Shadur Sanders. Like, I am... I am in, in, I am all in, like he is him to me. Like I, I am just, I'm going all in on Shadur. And so I'm diversifying my Shadur portfolio a little bit. And I went big kahuna insert here. I went, uh, 2023 Bowman university Chrome big kahuna out of 150. It looks great. It's a little off center on the back. So I may still grade it at PSA and get, get the nine. Why? because it's the right player. The big kahuna is the right card. It's a, it's a different version of the right card. It's out of 150. And it's the right time. $204.49 all in, including shipping on this card. I think I'm going to massively profit on my entire Shadur part portfolio. I like that I'm diversifying it a little bit, slowly but surely. I've got a lot of the Bowman Chrome University first autos, low serial numbered autos. And I'm also diversifying my Arch Manning a little bit. Uh, if you're familiar with the Sports Card Strategy Show, you're familiar with the fact that I like Arch Manning. And uh, this is, uh, I, I talked about this in the first show out of Culture Collision last week's show, uh, the Arch Manning optic rated prospect auto that is a Chronicles card that came out of National Treasures Collegiate, which is really weird. But uh, I got one of these for $200 in an SGC 910 auto at Culture Collision. This is raw and this is eBay authenticated. And I got this for $300. So all in $303.99. I don't know if the Arch Manning sell marker is going to be the NFL draft of like 2025 or 2026. (laughs) The 2026, because Ewers is going into 2025 as the starter. I don't know if the sell marker is going to be Ewers injury and Arch Manning comes in as the starter and then I sell it. I don't know if it's going to be a blowout game against a team like Vanderbilt in 2024 where Arch Manning gets to play because it's a blowout and then there's all this hype around him because he plays well. But I know that there's like 37 different potential sell markers for Arch Manning in the future. And so that's why I'm still all in on him. And I'm all in on Bronny James. Troll me if you want to. Troll me if you want to because of the season that he's having. But I wrote an article at nooffseason.com 
Go check it out right now. I'll look at Bronny James as a sports card investment. The Bronny James play, how to adjust on the fly. And I'm going all in on Bronny James. These are amazing cards and they are cheaper than I thought they would be. And I said on this very show a few weeks ago that I wasn't going to go in and buy these Bowman U Chrome first USC auto Bronny James cards until a certain point. But guess what? That point moved up because these cards are way cheaper than I thought. I think they're cheaper than I thought because he's not playing well. He's playing like ass right now. Let's just say it. He's playing like ass, everybody. It is. It is what it is. But I believe in my article, I break down why this is, why I need to go where they ain't right now, and why you guys should go where they ain't right now, and you'll make money on Bronny James. I'm flag planning. This is a refractor auto out of 250. I'm definitely getting this bad boy graded. I am only 259.02 into this card, $259. And I got another one for $200 that's on its way to me. I'm submitting them all to PSA. So I know Bronny James sucks right now, but I like the fact that Bronny James sucks right now because that means nobody wants him. And I do. And I'm going where they ain't. And I'm going to make money on Bronny James. So follow me or not, hate me or not. But, uh, those are Paul's pickups for today. What do you think, Connor? I love it. Yeah. I mean, a couple, couple big themes and takeaways here. One of them, all these guys are collegiate athletes, right? So um, there's something to be said for the fact that there are markers for a lot of guys that aren't even in the pros yet. Uh, so I think it's interesting just looking at that trend there. Then also, um, uh, I think that you do a fantastic job when buying your cards of patience and making sure that you get them at the right price you know we you see people in the chat saying well you know 306 for that card is a steal i think that was referring to the big kahuna maybe um but whatever it may be you know and you're also taking some some it seems like you're implementing some characteristics from our guy maddox Yo's strategies where uh kind of finding those higher end cards low serial number things like that of of the guys that you've already stocked up in in terms of your portfolio so um i like these plays we're looking forward to seeing how they pan out for you um, and, and per usual, every guy that you're picking up has multiple sell markers for exit strategies. So for you, we've talked about how heavy you are into Shador Sanders right now. Something that's nice about him is he's got a bunch of different sell markers, meaning that if one presents itself and it's not necessarily the big bang in terms of pricing, it still gives you an opportunity to offload some of your assets and mitigate risk in your portfolio. And then you have uh, it can cover some of your costs. And then you have more upside to look forward to uh, with other cards that you're currently holding. So love what you got going on there. We're excited to see how that pans out and to keep uh, getting these segments of Paul's pickups to see what you are buying. Great. Yeah, one and you there. Might, I appreciate that. And, and you might be wondering like, what is the sell marker for Bronny James? I mean, I would say go check out the article. Uh, but I will say that to Connor's point, um, because he's, because he's playing so poorly, I mean, it could be as simple as a good performance at this point. And I mean, we see that happen all the time in sports. So that's why I love that opportunity and uh, appreciate everybody's live chat love here for the pickups. Uh, Color Match Collect was referring to the Caleb Williams, the uh, Caleb right, Williams right. orange. Uh, and then, uh, so appreciate that. Bo Belcher said that's a sick looking car. I mean, I think, you know, um, I have learned like, you know, left, we all talk about it, but Lefty has made the point a lot recently about like learning um, and, and, and evolving the strategies. And that's right. And that's what I do. And I think a good example of that is, um, you know, buying these different 
cards, right? So the the different Arch Manning, the different Shadur, the big Kahuna, the different Caleb, and and to uh, Bo Belcher's point, I mean they do they do look cool. So I think I've I've evolved a little bit too, Connor. And like you know, I think I was very several months ago I was very like into well. I don't really care how the card looks because uh, I know this is the one that's going to make money. And I would say I'm still probably like 80% that way, but like 20% of me is kind of now enjoying how these cards look, which is, which makes it a little bit more fun. So I'm still selling, but, um, but uh, I, I do, I'm enjoying it more and more the more I do it. I love it. Good stuff. All right. Speaking of our guy, Lefty McKee, that you just mentioned a second ago, we're going to hear from Lefty now. And uh, it, this is an exciting segment just because, you know, we've done a lot of, We've done a lot of talk about baseball prospects and the upside that you have from investing in them from a financial standpoint and risk or a return on investment standpoint. Um, Jackson Holiday has been a big name, and it sounds like Lefty might have his next Jackson Holiday for us, essentially. So uh, go ahead and cue that up for us. And uh, I was able to sit down with Lefty. Let's hear what he has to say in terms of who we should be chasing next in the baseball prospect scene. I'm pumped. What are you and Lefty cooking up here? Let's get into it. Kendall the Lefty McKee, we've got another baseball prospect that you want us to be keeping our eyes on. Let's talk Walker Jenkins of the 2023 MLB Draft. Who is he? Why do you think we should be investing in him, and what's going on with the situation? Yeah, so I've had some people reach out to me recently. Um, shout out to Mark uh, for reaching out for, because MLB, MILB Central listed Walker Jenkins as number 10 on their pipeline of top 100 list. So Mark Drzezinski reaches out to me and goes, hey, you know, like, why have I not heard about this guy when I've heard about all the other nine that have been on the list? My response to him was, I love Walker Jenkins. His cards are in Bowman 24, and that comes out in April. He will be the chase in the product. And so that got me thinking. I haven't talked about Walker in a long time. So let me, let me preface by going back a little bit, Connor. Let me break down the 2023 top five draft class again for just a brief moment. This was an unreal situation when the when all the players decided to declare and all this kind of stuff. We had five players that bona fide would have been number one draft picks in a lot of other draft classes, and they all happened to be in the same draft class at the same time. You had Paul Skeens, you had Dylan Cruz, Max Clark, Wyatt Langford, and Walker Jenkins go respectively in that order to uh, their different teams. Paul Skeens, a guy that came out of LSU as a pitcher, he's a dominant, dominant pitcher, and he's looking really, really good for the Pirates. He goes number one overall. We've got Dylan Cruz. He comes out of LSU as well, played center field for them, goes immediately to the Nationals. So two experienced college players. Number three, the Tigers go ahead and take Max Clark. Max Clark is a high school bat who has a lot of intangibles, but he has a lot of, uh, let's just call it personality traits that are going to be have to be managed. Uh, and then you got four, the Rangers take Wyatt Langford, which now looks like one of the best um, underslot picks in the draft class. And then five, you've got Walker Jenkins. He goes to the Twins and, and, and is half a million dollar cheaper signer bonus than the other four. So this guy was looked like an outside in look at what could be a top five draft pick. Do not sell yourself short. The twins got an absolute stud with the number five pick here in Walker Jenkins. This guy is built like a major leaguer. He's mature. His body is, is um, way beyond his years. Like it reminds me of a, a of an athlete that 
is well beyond how old he is. This guy is 18, 19 years old right now, and he has the body probably of a 24, 25-year-old. It's dense. It's strong. It's compact swing. It's got a nice lefty cut, and this guy is looking very, very good at the plate. Walker Jenkins is a guy that will be the chase for this 2024 Bowman draft class that comes out in April. One thing that is very interesting about this particular draft class in general was Cruz decided to, for us at the in card world, Cruz decided to, to sign with the Panini uh, exclusive deal. So we're seeing kabooms from him and things like that. So he wasn't in the draft product that we saw come out in December. But we saw Skeens, Max Clark, and Langford come out in that product. <clears throat> and all of them had a lot of desirability as a chase in this product. Well, Walker has been held into the second, uh, into the next Bowman product strategically because I believe he would have been overlooked in the draft class originally if he was going to go into the Bowman draft 23. And now he gets his own. Like it wouldn't shock me if he's literally the front picture of what they roll out for this 24 Bowman draft class moving forward. He is the chase and he will be the guy that you're going to want. Now, comparatively, I want to show some numbers here. If you got, if you would pull up the screen share here, Connor, this chart right here is, is something that's very, very interesting to me. Now, let me break this down for you. The blue line that you are seeing, and, I, and I'll break this down for those of you that are listening uh, rather than watching, but for those of you that are watching, this is a super interesting um, set of, of charts for me. The, the light blue line on the very right is Max Clark. The reason why I have him on this is because Max Clark and Walker Jenkins were both high school draftees in the 2023 draft class. Wyatt Langford out of Florida, Dylan Cruz out of LSU, and Paul Skeens, even though he's a pitcher out of LSU, all three were uh, elite college players. And then you had these two elite high school players that people were willing to take a chance on. We've seen that playoff big time in the past, and so it's not like you have to have big risk here. But if you look at Max Clark as auto, I think he is going to be comparatively in this draft class, you're going to compare Walker and Max down the road I, I just believe because they're both they were three and five and they're both the high school hitters I believe they'll get compared a lot so I have him on the very right here and his top out his first sell that registered on market movers came in at $375 on December 17th of 2023 but all the rest of the guys I'm going to talk about are the chases from the previous year's Bowman 24s. They were not always the number one guy that was coming out of their draft class, just like Walker Jenkins here, but these were guys that were the main chase of the product of Bowman 23, 22, and 21. And I, I'm even going to add 20 here in a little bit, but there's a little bit of a reason why I don't have him on this initial chart. So Lefty, real quick, will you uh, will you just tell everyone which specific card you're looking at that was that was at oh, least yes. 75 from for uh, Max Clark? We are looking. Uh, excuse me. We are looking at the Bowman Chrome Auto base. So nothing crazy, just a regular Chrome Auto. He is coming in hot off the press at 375 dollars for a base autograph for his first Bowman card. All of these cards are going to be their first Bowmans. And it gets pretty pretty crazy when you start looking at the um, aftermath of the uh, non-just base cards. But I wanted to have a control element here of just having Bowman Chrome base autos straight out of their first set. 
So outside of Max Clark, all these guys actually debuted in Bowman baseball in April or May or March of the particular calendar year, which with they were released. So the first guy I'm going to compare him to is um, Drew Jones. Drew Jones was a was a big name in the in the 2022 draft. They held him into the 2023 Bowman's uh, baseball, and he it was the bona fide chase coming out of that in April of 2023. We saw his autos first hit the scene at an incredible four hundred and sixty dollars. So we had a hundred dollars, almost a hundred dollars more than Max Clark. And uh, that was because there's name recognition on Drew Jones. But I think ideally due to not only the name recognition, but the guy that was the chase in the product. He comes out at 460 to start with. Let me pull back another year. We're going to go to 2022 Bowman. Khalil Watson, one of five elite shortstops that were drafted in 2021. He goes out and he comes out in Bowman 22 when all of the rest of the prospects of his draft class were put in draft 21, Lawler, Marcelo Meyer, et cetera, et cetera. We saw Max Muncie in draft, and then we have Khalil Watson, who is a different kind of name that they pull and they wait for him to come into 2022 Bowman. He comes right out of the blocks, $451, almost $100 more than Max Clark this year because he's the chase of the product. Now, let me back up. We're going to go to 2021. Now, this was the year where all thing, all hell was breaking loose in the hobby in 2021. Massive amounts of money was being spent on this. But 2021 Bowman, actually, Connor, was the is, in my opinion, the worst uh, set that has come out in the last five years in terms of chase. Blaze Jordan is one of the big guys from that chase. There was three guys in that chase, and I'll explain why I put Blaze Jordan in here in a second. He was a high school hitter. He was a high school hitter. And he comes out coming at a three ninety nine, uh, so four hundred dollars, four hundred and fifty dollars, four hundred and sixty dollars, all on the chases of the last three Bowman uh, baseball products. So this is not the draft product; it's the April product that they put a chase guy in. Walker Jenkins is going to be the chase of 2024 Bowman that comes out in in March, April, May of this, this calendar year. So my expectations are that Walker Jenkins autos actually will come out at a higher valuation money-wise than Wyatt Langford, Max Clark, Paul Skeens, and Dylan Cruz all together. Do I think he's the better player? Not necessarily. There's a lot of risk associated. Do I think that he is better than Khalil Watson, Blaze Jordan, and Drew Jones. Yes. And that's where I think this is an absolute opportunity for us to be smart about getting into Walker Jenkins at the right time. There will be more breakdowns in the future from me about when we should be getting into Walker Jenkins. Because if you're looking at the charts that I'm seeing there, or if you're if you're watching with us online, um, you're seeing there's a massive drop-off after all three of these guys when they first leave the draft class. We've broken down that a little bit, and you even saw a big drop from Max Clark. But then you start seeing their their value starting to settle. The three guys that have I have on here that are in the draft class previously have all come out and kind of pooped the bed a little bit, Connor. Blaze was really deep. He had a lot to work on. Khalil 
literally he had all sorts of problems. He was smoking and doing drugs in the clubhouse and all this stuff. Like the Marlins literally could not keep him on the field. Drew Jones has had three or four different injuries, and he's got a terrible hole in his swing, which I've talked about. And there's a reason why we've dropped off. Walker does not have that. Now, let me show you this, Connor. I've got the three guys on here. I'm going to show the chase, actually, of 2021 Bowman. I've I've little I've hoodwinked you a little bit putting Blaze Jordan on here. I'm going to put Austin Martin's up here for a second. This is Austin Martin's price when it first came out. $725 for a Bowman Chrome base auto of Austin Martin. This was when everything was insane in 2021 and people were spending crazy money. What I'm saying here is Austin Martin can is on the Twins as well and cannot find himself being above Walker Jenkins on their own Twins prospect depth chart. This guy was coming in at $700 in, in April of 2021, and Walker Jenkins is already above him in their prospect rankings as a Twins farm system. That shows me that this card could go stinking bananas, Connor. And so then I bring in the 2020 chase, which we have not talked about yet. This was before the card market went bananas. The card chase for 2020, that's right, Bobby Witt Jr., Bobby Witt Jr. comes out even when the market was a, a completely different place before COVID. His card came out at $342. And his card has peaked, because he's an incredible major leaguer, his card has peaked at $1,500,000 raw. I don't expect Walker Jenkins to be Bobby Witt Jr., but I do expect him to be better than all of these other comparisons, even Max Clark. And so I think when we look back on it, when we redraft this whole draft class, Walker Jenkins will be my number three on the list if we were to go back to a redraft. If we were going to do a redraft right now, I would take Walker or I would take um, I would take Wyatt Langford number one. And that's not because I'm a homer. That's because he will win rookie of the year next year. I would take Paul Skeens number two and I would take Walker Jenkins number three. Walker Jenkins would go to the Tigers in my redraft. Max Clark would be fourth or fifth, and Dylan Cruz would be fourth. If you look at the comparison between Dylan Cruz, Max Clark, and Walker Jenkins' numbers, last year Dylan Cruz had the best year for sure, but he's also four years older than Walker Jenkins and was marginally better than Walker Jenkins at the same level of the minor leagues. Now, So it's not really fair to compare a guy that's four years older than him so what I'm, what I'm going to do is compare Max Clark and Walker Jenkins. Max Clark is a chase in 2023 draft. And he had 115% less value than Walker Jenkins has on the field at the same level with the same amount of plate appearances. So we see Walker Jenkins' play style being 115% better than Max Clark. Now, tell me you're not excited about the evaluation of his autos when I tell you they've held him, he's going to be the chase, and he's going to be the third best player in this draft class when the other two guys are going off the charts. This guy could be a number one draft pick in probably, probably half of the previous 10 draft classes. And and I don't even and I think that's a fair estimate. Walker Jenkins, one to look out for, one I'm excited about, and one I will definitely be 
um, sprinkling on at some point in 2024. Ooh-wee. Lefty McKee. Hot on Walker Jenkins. Love it. That is why we love the Lefty McKee. He brought that super strong. We know we know the right card. We know the right card. It's going to be that Bowman Chrome first prospect base auto. And all the autos. The, all, all the first. All the first autos. We know the right player, apparently, thanks to Lefty. Appreciate that breakdown. And Lefty said he's going to get back to us on the right time. So I love it, Connor. Good work on that. What do you think? Yeah, really good stuff by Lefty in terms of research, finding correlations there. One of the big correlations that we didn't necessarily talk about is the obviously the, the trend lines were very similar for some of those guys. But you look at the, the drop off from first sale to like a month later for all those sales. And we talked about it during our Bowman draft episode a couple of months ago or last month. Um, it's just not the time to buy guys as soon as they come out because you see those prices plummet. Right. So and Lefty's got a guy that he thinks has good upside here will be the chase. Could have some hype around him, high quality player, things like that. So definitely excited to see what happens uh, and how this play pans out and excited to hear more from left in terms of updates for this one. Yeah. And again, why do we buy when the prices plummet for these cards? Because we know there's a selling marker. We buy only when we know there's a selling marker. And with these guys, it's not only the call up now, but it could be pre call up with things like the prospect showcase and, and just spring training hype. Now we don't know when that's going to happen with Walker Jenkins. So stay tuned for more from Lefty McKee on the Sports Card Strategy Show and on his own show, which we're cooking up in the background for you guys. More details on that. Lefty cards coming soon. Um, but let's get into the audience QA here, Connor. Before before you take it away, shout out Greeny Green, Juju to the moon. Love it. Connor, who we got queued up in the uh, audience QA? We're going to start talking some Juju with Joe Reinch. says, over the next month, a.k.a. leading into the NCAA tournament, would you rather have Juju's Bowman first, which is a no-logo high school uniform, or the Topps Chrome All-American no-card out yet in USC uniform? Which one's the right card here, Paul? If ah, you great, buy. great question. Joe, love the question. This is one of those that is a little bit split. It's almost similar to like the Brock Bowers where he has the 2021 first that's not licensed, and then he has the 2022 and the 2023 autos that aren't first but that are licensed. So I think I put Juju in that category. I think if I had to pick, I would do the Bowman first, no logo high school uni auto. I think that the first logo is going to carry more weight than the Topps Chrome McDonald's All-American. So you, if it's a Bowman Chrome first auto, uh, even in the no logo high school uni, I, I would personally take that. But I but I would also defer to our resident Juju expert, Greeny Green. So Greeny Green, if you've got something in the live chat that you want to you want to throw in here to Joe Reinch's question. That's my answer. Uh, but but uh, stay tuned in the live chat for Greeny Green or drop a comment below. Better yet, Greeny Green, wait till the video is done. Wait till the live is done and drop a real comment below so that we can all see it even after the live is done. Good stuff there. Hopefully that helps you, Joe. And shout out Greeny Green one more time. All right, let's hit over here on Color Match Collect. Uh, he says, I've been waiting for the orange prism Arch Mannings to come down in price. Paul, obviously, you're picking up Arch Manning. Uh, what are your thoughts here? I love it, Color Match Collect. I got two Arch Manning burnt orange prism throwbacks out of 49. One of them's an auto, one of them's a non-auto, but they're both PSA 10s. I bought them both on eBay Panini sealed, and I submitted them both to 
PSA and said, break the Panini seal. Let's take the risk and see what happens here. They both got tens. I am excited about mine and uh, I will help you monitor whether or not they come down in price because if they do, I'm going to want to be buying them as well. But look, there's more than enough to go around. There's 49 of them. So let's you and I color match collect. Let's each scoop up the uh, the additional 47 that are out there for the auto and the 47 that are out there for the non-auto and let's make some money. Love it. Good stuff. All right, let's head over to our guy Bodini's Cards and Comics. I think this is a really good question, and his head's in the right place. Do you think it would be wise to sell some of your Shador Sanders in September to hedge your bets in case he has a horrific injury? Paul, I love talking about mitigating risk. Like That's a big-time thing for me. I don't want to stress about my plays ever, and it sounds like Bodini's kind of has their head in the same spot. What are you thinking? Yes. The answer is yes, Bodini. I plan on monitoring Shadur Sanders very closely because if I find myself 50% or more up on my, let's I mean, rough estimate, I've got about 20 Shadur cards right now that are each over $250. So I do need to be careful about this and I do probably need to sell half of those if there is a spike in September when he plays again, because, you know, I don't know the Colorado schedule off the top of my head. I'm not going to look it up right now, but I would assume that there's some cupcake games in there at some point early on in the season. So, I mean, if he puts up huge numbers against cupcakes and his card market reacts to that in a positive way, I will definitely liquidate, but I'm definitely going to let you guys know that that's what I'm doing. Uh, but yeah, that's a great call. D definitely planning on doing that and then holding some back for, you know, maybe he wins the Heisman. Maybe he's the number one overall pick. The reason why I'm into Shadur so heavy is because there's so many potential sell markers. Any player can get injured. Any player can get in trouble off the field. So we got to be careful of that and we got to pay attention. Great point. Yeah, selling off with different spikes rather than waiting for one specific marker, being willing to get some, rid of some of those cards, knowing you'll make a profit rather than trying to hold all of them to make max profits is almost like, a strong way to diversify your portfolio within the same cards. Uh, so I love I love the feedback that you had there, and good question from Bodini's. Let's head back over to our guy, Color Match Collect. It said, interesting that Max Clark is the guy I like the least of the top five, but from what I understand, he has a crazy large social media following, which I'm sure will add hype. This is actually something I want to talk about. You know, we talked about fading Max Clark big time during our Bowman special, um, and for a lot of reasons, you know, being overpriced, potentially not being the right guy in terms of a locker room presence, but... Color Match Collect makes a good point here in terms of uh, crazy large social media following. He is very popular in the social medias. Paul, is this because of that popularity? Do you think it's worth maybe looking at buying Max Clark if his cards continue to dip or he sees some prospect fatigue? Um, or is this someone we just need to, to stay away from entirely? I think it'd be silly to stay away from him entirely, to your point. I think it's wise to monitor his market. And if they do dip, uh, it could be a great time to buy in later on during a dip because we know there's still markers and yeah i think that color match collect makes a good point and you make a good point connor in that uh social media hype is real i mean we've seen it with lamello ball we've seen it with jalen green in the nba and uh lefty's talked about it with max clark so i mean lefty doesn't love max clark as a player but lefty's acknowledged max clark as a play potentially for sports cards if you can get them at the right price because of all the hype around him. Good stuff. All right, let's hit on the card. Hunter says, come to Chantilly. 
I believe that's West Virginia. We got a card show that we're potentially looking at, Paul, or is this a no-go for us? I would love to go to Chantilly. I start it because I wanted to acknowledge the card hunter and that I do want to go to Chantilly, but it's not on the docket necessarily right now. But if somebody wants to incentivize me in some way to come to Chantilly, Connor and I can make it out there. We just need to we need to figure out a way to to get it into our repertoire over there. Our guy Lonnie Conley. I believe hits up the Chantilly show quite a bit. So uh, shout out to Lonnie Conley. I, th I hear it's a great show. I'd love to check it out sometime. Appreciate the invite, Card Hunter. We'll see if we can yep. make it happen. Yep. Thanks for the comment, Card Hunter. We're going to hit on two more questions. If we do not get to y'all's questions, please make sure to drop comments on the YouTube video. That's youtube.com slash Paul Hickey. We'll try to get to them there. Or you can get your actual questions submitted and wait for a real in-depth analysis on the Overflow show if you sign up for that free premium membership at nooffseason.com. But let's go ahead and hit these last two. Number one, Shane Graham wants to know, when are we putting up our baseball prospects? I'm itching to start selling them. What are we waiting for here, Paul? I can't wait either, Shane. So I'm taking my Cheerios, my holidays, my woods to the Nash Dashinal with Connor. I'm going to put them out as a vendor. I'm going to see if I can move them there for the profit that I want them. Then I'm going to move them there. I mean, that's March 8th through 10th, so that's right in the pocket of when we should be looking to sell these guys. Now we say sell at the call up. We say sell during spring training hype. And that's a little bit early, but we also say, Hey, if you can profit a little bit early, why not? So I'm going to start to, I, I would say that uh, for those of you uh, in Shane's situation and to Shane, I would say that you should start to list these in buy it now or best offer form around the time of March 8th through 10th. Get them up, get them up on eBay, get them up in the buy it now or best offer to where the buy it now would be a significant profit for you, but make sure that it is also reasonable based on other buy it now or best offer listings. You don't have to make them reasonable based on recent comps. You just need to make them reasonable based on what your competition is trying to sell them for. And if you get the offer that you want and it's profit for you, accept it. But worst case scenario, Take them down and relist them as seven to 10 day auctions during the prospect showcase, during the spring training hype cycle, during the call up. I think it's we're, we're close, Shane. We're like literally about four to six weeks away from really being able to move these guys and probably just two to three months away from definitely moving these guys. Perfect answer there. Let's hit last on our guy, Ben Douse. Uh, who's stirring up the comments section a little bit, says, why are the non-Ono Bowman first cards of top QBs in Bowman University so cheap compared to their autographed versions? For example, I paid $25 for a gold shimmer out of 50 of Drew Aller, says I'm a PSU fan. Uh, even if you weren't a PSU fan, I kind of like him picking up Aller. Our guy Mosaic Joe likes it too. Paul, why are these cards so much cheaper? I don't know. I mean, I think they're all cheap personally in terms of the right quarterbacks and other right players in these releases are significantly cheaper than their pro equivalent stars. So I'm, you've seen, you saw Paul's pickup uh, a few minutes ago and they're the Connor's point. They're all college players. I think that's because that's where the arbitrage is right now. I think mosaic Joe agrees with us. Uh, we saw evidence of it at culture collision where people are just moving these cards for super cheap. I don't, I don't think the masses really understand what these cards are. I think the listeners of the sports card strategy show and nooffseason.com members understand what they are. So I think Ben is right that these are the right types of cards to be picking up. I don't know why they're so much cheaper 
than the autos, but I, I will validate that they are still versions of the right cards. So if you don't have the money to go get the autos, go get some of these cards that Ben's referring to. And, um, you know, you can make money on this, you know, especially if they grade well, you could definitely, definitely make a lot of money if you get PSA 10s on those cards. Good stuff there. I think that's going to wrap it up from my end, Paul. Anything that you want to close with for today? No, great freaking show today. I love all of you. Connor, you're doing an amazing job. I appreciate having you as my co-host on this show. Props to Chad and Lefty for bringing it strong today. More on the nooffseason.com sports card network to come. Thanks everybody so much. We'll see you again in about 48 hours. It'll be me solo on Wednesday with a lot of other special guests. Connor is going to go uh, play scratch golf in Myrtle Beach, I think, for a week. Is that the plan? That's a bit... Uh over eager i'd say we'll play some uh mediocre golf for a week with the fellas and, and have a good time and come back ready supercharged and ready to roll so excited for a break but excited to be back with everyone as well yeah fam send connor positive energy while he's golfing and having fun with his friends he deserves a break he's been killing it here and all of you we love you have a great day talk to you soon Thanks so much for being here with us on the Sports Card Strategy Show. To connect with us further, please subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash paulhickey. Please also give us a follow on Instagram at Sports Card Strategy and on X at No Offseason Card. We also have a Discord that you could join at sportscardstrategy.com. Everyone, I'm Paul Hickey. For the rest of us here at NoOffSeason.com, have a great day. We'll see you again soon.